Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tomo Lubrick, and I have with me, as always, the delicious, nutritious, attractive, reactive, uh, outstanding young man known as Sean Quigley, a.k.a. The Quig. How are you, sir? Oh, very good. That uh, that explanation, that was... That started off. We got to watch out for any local cannibals because that was. You made it sound like I was, would be a tasty treat. But then you said reactive, which made me think that like I would be a tasty treat. However, however, if mal prepared, perhaps like that specific kind of weird fish that in like sushi thing where the blowfish. That's it. Ah, you yeah, yeah. Properly, you die. <laughs> you die. Yes. Maybe that's that's. I think that's, that's what you are. I th- yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to have a podcast with the blowfish, though. <laughs> no, no, we could call you Hootie. Oh, nice! Uh, oh, oh, look at that. The ding, 90s ding, ding, called ding. in with oh. their joke back. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to another episode. And uh, just to sum up real quick, we um, are a podcast that reviews little-known TV shows or movies, and uh, watch the middle twenty minutes of it, and. Usually they're foreign language and we turn off the subtitles so that we really don't know what's going on and try to figure out what's going on for the middle 20 minutes. We also review local eateries and local, uh, local brews whenever we can. Uh, today we're pulling an audible. Mm. We're doing a special just like we did with the Alien Covenant and we are reviewing, which is very apropos considering the Disaster Artist is coming out, we are reviewing the inspiration for the Disaster Artist, The Room. Mm. which we both saw uh, Friday night. Yes. Yes. And um, so, yeah, this is... this is um, So we're, we're reviewing The Room, and we are reviewing right now um, TPR Restaurant Pizzeria in Tenafly, New Jersey, which is located at 38 West Railroad Avenue in Tenafly. We had the mozzarella in Carrozza and the eggplant rollatini. And we also have some, like, garlic nuggets, which are kind of a tasty little... Thing. I mean, how do you go wrong with garlic nuggets? You just don't. I don't know. Yeah, so. That, and right now we are reviewing, because at the last episode it was such a success, the Brooklyn, uh, with the Brooklyn uh, uh, winter Russian, no, what was it, black black chocolate stout it was, which was delicious. Which we also had watching the room as well. Yes, yeah, that's right, when we watched at the Owl on Draft House, correct. And... Um, so today I found a bottle that's in a, a um, 750ml bottle, Brooklyn Black Ops, which is a stout aged in bourbon barrels, and it's 10.7% alcohol by volume, and it actually has like a champagne cork on it. So it's a little bit schnazzy, a little bit fancy. So. Oh, yeah. So I think, um, I think we're going to start with that, I guess. Let me, let me unpop us open here. And then we'll tackle the room, shall we? Hopefully this doesn't explode all over me and the equipment. Okay. 
That's a nice oh. controlled opening. Very nicely done. Uh, here we go for you, my friend. Uh -huh. Something wrong with my champagne. <laughs> yes, it's all brown. <laughs> Sorry about giving you all this great head, but I mean, <laughs> oh, what oh, a boom! This is not a family show, people. Just in case you're wondering. But it's hard to pour nicely out of a bottle. All right. Let's wait till yours settles and I'll add you a little extra more. But anyway, so <clears throat> before we hit the beer, let's give it like a little intro. We decided to just do a special because, like we said, the Disaster Artist is coming out. And you have seen the movie before or not? Yes. No, I'd, yes, I've seen, I've seen the room. Uh, seen the room. Loved it. Um... And I, I always knew when we were doing the show that we'd get around to it because it just, it, you know, it needed to be done. Um, yes. For, for those of you that don't know, uh, um, The Room is pretty much legitimately recognized around the world as the best, worst movie ever made. <laughs> like, like Ed Wood is like been blown out of the water by this movie, which was made in 2003 by Tommy Wiseau. And um, uh, what's the other guy's name? I forget. Greg Sestero. Greg Sestero. Yes. Thank um, you very much. And so... Um, yeah, so I never saw it. So Sean was like, "Dude, it's showing at the Alamo Draft House. We got to go see it. You got to come." Yeah. I was like, "All right, yeah, let's go do it, and, and then we'll do a podcast on it." And this is where we're at. And and you know what? Now I can add you some more beer here. Love it. <laughs> and it was <clears throat> where to start. I guess is the question. I don't know. I don't know where to start. The movie is of such. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't, I, I don't know even well, how to <clears throat> quite start describing so, it. So, I mean, you know, if people don't know the film, they don't know anything about it. I mean, the important thing to know, the first thing you would notice with the film is, I mean, we can try, but we'll probably get some amusement out of it. We we'll try our best to go through with it, <clears throat> try and remember in sequence how it happened. The plot, like we usually yes. do. Yes. The first, and the, the best thing about this film is there really is, if, you know, you could analyze every single scene has something to talk about. Yes. Um, and even the beginning, before anyone comes in, you know, you, you notice a oh, credit sequence, whatever, interesting. Um, the credits, very quickly, you see Tommy Wiseau's name. Even if you don't know anything about it, you see this guy, Tommy Wiseau. It appears almost comically, almost like a Mel Brooks parody. It is like... Yes. Starring Tommy Wiseau. Yes. Directed by Tommy, Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau yes. Written by Tommy Wiseau. Produced by, produced by Tommy, Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau. <laughs> Not like you could just be like written, directed, and produced by Tommy Wiseau. No, no, no. no. These are all separate credits. Just yes. coming up. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> like, oh, interesting. Yes. Right off the bat. Yeah. So, well, before we get into that, I think our beers have settled. Let's take a taste of our Brooklyn Black Ops, shall we? Yes. Let's do it. Ooh, yes. Look at those nice two glasses here. Okay. Here we go. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. I'll give... Uh, it's definitely a black stout because, man, this is... Uh, you can't see a damn thing through this. This is a nice, thick, right. dark stout. All right, let's go. Here we go. Cheers. Ooh, mm. Brooklyn's done it. Man, whoever's making their stouts know their stuff. Mm. This is nice. Yeah. <clears throat> this is very nice. 
Oh, yeah. I can mm. taste the bourbon. Yeah. I can definitely taste it. It's, it's almost like the, the, the spirits, if you will, you know, the fumes from the bourbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of licking you. It, it, oh, this, this is a nice beer. Hmm. Not as heavy as you would expect it to be, again, being mm. a stout. And also for the percentage, I'd expect it a little more, but it's... Yeah, 10.7. I wonder what the uh, IBUs on this guy is. Let me see if I can look it up. And it's but, got a sweet... There's like a vanillary... There's like a vanilla in there as well, almost like a a sweetness in the end, which, which, which is great, which is... Definitely balances that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's... This is... This is a nice, nice beer. Yeah, that's a very well-made beer. This is a very well thought out. They knew someone really knew what they were doing when they made this. That's it's very well rounded. Yeah, seventy IBUs. It says this doesn't jive on the website here. It says eleven point six ABV. This one says ten point seven. It's a Russian Imperial Stout. Well, either way. Whoever's doing the stouts, because in the last episode we had the, uh, yeah, what was it called? The black chocolate stout, mm. which was just also fantastic. And that was uh, 10% as well. This is just... They must be doing... Because Brooklyn Brewery, no, you wouldn't consider it to be like... They, don't, they have no right to be making interesting beers anymore, really. Because, because they're, they're so huge. They're so huge. I guess what they're doing, I guess they're taking all the money that they must rake in from the regular, regular the loggers and, and whatever, stuff, yeah, yeah. And using that to fund the more interesting beers, I guess. <sighs> you know what? Uh, good for them. I mean, Sam Adams does the same thing. They never seem to have lost the whole uh, uh, microbrew men mentality mm. that way. And like you said, if they got the cash, why not? Yeah. This is fat. This is, well, this is also actually a little bit on the pricey side, this like one bottle yeah, yeah, I can see why, mm -hmm. but I mean, this is this is a very nice stout. I would highly recommend this this stout, and it says it's a hundred percent bottle refermented. Hmm. Yeah, it talks about that on the on the service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I think it was bottled flat. Oh yeah, and then with champagne yeast, creating big chocolate and coffee flavors with a rich underpinning of vanilla-like oak notes. They say it's vanishingly rare. We have no idea what they're talking about. Very, very cheeky little special black ops kind of description. Mm. But that's a nice beer. Yeah, it is a nice beer. And, yeah, I'm already kind of feeling it a little bit. It's got a <laughs> bit of a kick. <laughs> but, okay. That's so a perfect holiday beer. This is a good little Christmas beer. A little Absolutely. Yes, yeah. absolutely. If you're having a, a, a BYO kind of stuff, mm. you bring this, you're going to make people happy. Yeah. But, Hopefully you don't have more than two people there because otherwise people can be unhappy that they're not getting a lot of this <laughs> yeah. stuff because it's good stuff. Wow. Well, all right. So um, yeah. So back to the room. Let's let's unwrap that. So the movie starts. Yep. With it's panoramic shots of San oh, Francisco. San Francisco, right? The B-roll of San Francisco. Yep. Yeah. So it's not the last time you'll see. No. <laughs> So there's a lot of shots of San Francisco, and then it goes to uh, basically a room, which looks like and a terrible living room. Music, by the way, I have to add that the music. Yeah, the, is the really music weird. is really yeah. 
the music is almost like it's almost like Tommy told the guy, and I, I look the guy's like a professor of music somewhere. Mm. I looked up, uh, and his name is I think he's probably Croatian because his name is like Mladen Milicevic. So <laughs> yeah, Mladen Milicevic, music by. Let's see. Ah, Bosnian-American composer of experimental music, sound installation, and film music. And he's a professor and the chair of the Recording Arts Department at Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. Okay. I'm sure he's great, but the, the, the theme that he composed for this is ridiculous. <laughs> I like that. I like that side compliment. I'm sure he's great, but this sucked ass. But to be fair to him, like, you know, who, like, the actual tune itself is kind of, it's kind of catchy. There's a little theme, it's thematic, but... Whatever weird instrument he chose to play it on is it, really odd. Odd. It's like this weird, like... But that's the... I mean, this movie is odd from basically beginning to end. Yeah. And I mean, it's almost... And, and this is one of the reasons, like, I, and I told you this earlier before we started recording. Somebody put in a quote that it's so just honestly and brutally unobtrusive in its idiocy that it's just brilliant. Mm. And it reminds me a little bit of... Like if you have you ever seen like the original like uh, uh, Pink Panther with yeah. with uh, what's his face uh, uh, Peter Sellers P- Peter Sellers right and actually even the Steve Martin remake which I thought captured the same feeling as well where it's in the beginning it starts off and it's just so stupid and so absurd that you're like this is what is this this is crap and then if you just show a little bit of patience then it gets even more absurd and stupider. And funnier. And then by the end of the movie, you're actually killing yourself laughing that there's somebody this stupid walking the planet. Um, Napoleon Dynamite kind of was the same thing for me. Yeah. Like in the beginning, it was like so hard to watch the first half hour. Mm -hmm. But then it just started getting more absurd and more ridiculous as it went on. And by the end of the movie, I'm like laughing my head off. Yeah. This movie was kind of like that, except... There was really no build-up to the laughter. Mm-hmm. It like it was hilarious almost from the get-go to the end because it was that bad. Yeah. It so it start like 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 Sean said. It starts with these uh, uh, wide just panoramic shots of San Francisco, and our hero Tommy Wiseau is just like driving in this Mercedes, and that's the she spent supposedly he spent like six million dollars on this movie in two thousand three. So not a small chunk of change, mind you. No. You would have thought he would have had a better Mercedes than that one. Yeah, but the, the, the things he spent the money on, if you look into the details of this film, and they talk about it a lot, obviously, the disaster artist, I'm sure, is going to go into it more. Because the, one of the things that makes this film even more fascinating is everything you see on screen is hilarious and ridiculous and terrible. Right. But everything behind the scenes, the, the backstory of the film, that doesn't even have a direct impact on what you see on screen, is also as ridiculous and crazy. Yeah. This guy, who had no history of films or filming or filmmaking never done it before mm. he went out and he bought all the equipment and professional filmmakers will tell you if you're doing a a, a, a feature film As your unless first you try. work for a studio unless you have a studio's backing you rent the equipment no one buys the equipment no it makes no sense right why would you do it it's the equivalent of having a wedding and like all the groomsmen going out and buying tuxedos right but why buying the limo yeah why would you exactly right. buy the limo? Why would you buy the limo? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? It just makes no sense. Uh, yeah, buying a venue to have the wedding in. That's right. like what it is. Yeah, 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 went, yeah. Buying the venue. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he went out and he bought all the equipment, all the cameras, yep. everything. He bought it. Which is I mean, why he spent this much. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he made it back now just renting it. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe. Because, I mean, if you're buying it, what else are you going to do with it? It's not just going to sit in a warehouse. This is the film the room. This is how I feel. But, dude, I bet you that's a selling point, too. So, anyway. So, it starts off with, you see a, a, a pretty girl, pretty young lady in the living room. And she's just got, like, a, 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 a tank top on and jeans. And in walks the hero of our movie, Tommy, whose uh, actual name is... I want to get the characters right. Hold on. Let me pull up this page. It's Johnny. Johnny, yes. He's, an, as they describe him, an amiable banker, Johnny, his deceptive fiance Lisa, and his conflicted best friend, Mark. So anyway, <laughs> Johnny walks in. <laughs> I can't remember the line, but this is the thing. This is the acting of Tommy Wiseau in the whole movie. There's almost no expression, except thrown in here and there, which makes it look weird that he's actually has an expressive face when he does throw it in. Mm-hmm. And and I mentioned this before. His eyes are dead. He reminds me of Derek Zoolander. Like, he's a lot of... Yes! If there was a real-life Derek Zoolander, it would be Tommy Wiseau. Yes, there's always this... But, but like, Zoolander has this, like, do you love me yet, like, look in his eyes. Yeah. Whereas Tommy Wiseau is no. just like, I'm undead, it doesn't matter to me whether you love me or not. He's like the high-end fashion walkway. When you see people, the models on the runways, the way they look... Because like it's the style of like with no expression on their face. No, right, right, dead. right. It's just the long hair and yes, open shirts. Yes. This is that. Yes. I I just snorted <laughs> an eight ball of coke, yeah. and nothing you say or do bothers bothers me one fucking bit because I'm in outer space now. Yes, that's yeah. exactly how he looked. He looked like he ate a handful of quaaludes and then decided to do every shoot because his eyes were just dead. Yeah. So he walks in, and she's there. She's like, "Hey, baby." He's like, "Hey, baby. I had a good day at work. I." uh I did a good deal. I made them lots of money and brought you a dress. And he pulls out basically. And if it sounds a little bit like Borat, that's this is just what the guy sounds like. It sounds a little bit yeah. like Borat took like better pronunciation lessons, you know. Mm-hmm. And he t- pulls out like a red like lingerie dress, like a ne- uh, 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 yeah, like a negligee. I don't know. Is it a negligee? It's not a negligee. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know like much a- about women's underclothes, but anyway, <laughs> it's it, this basically spaghetti strap. Like I'm assuming because this time it was so it was silk. I won't even say that it was yeah. like uh, uh, what you would call it uh, 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 velour or <laughs> velvet or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was. It looked like a silk thing. Mm. And he's like, this is for my girl. What do you think? And she said, do you want to see me in it? Right? Like, right away. Like, even porns have, like, the decency to have a little more dialogue before they start taking yeah. clothes off. Uh-huh. Like, this was like, no. It was three lines, and she's taking her clothes off and putting this dress on. And then, out of nowhere, this kid pops up in the room. Did, did he even open the door? Or did he show him, like, popping up, like, like while they're on the couch l- l- lounging? A lot of the times, and I've noticed this, and, and it seems to go on and off. I think at some point during the filming of the film, the door broke. Or, like, not the door, <laughs> but, like, the latching mechanism on the door broke. Oh, oh so I we think. didn't hear. Because I noticed... I noticed there were some times when people legitimately opened the door, like an open door. Right. But then there were other times where people were supposed to come in and I noticed the door wasn't closed. It was closed too, Mm. but it wasn't like, it was just pushed open. Yeah. So like the latching mechanism broke. Right. There were a few times that happened. So it might have been that where he literally just pushed the door open like, oh, I'm now, I'm in now. That happened quite a few times. Okay. Oh. So, So that, but anyway, so this kid pops up, like literally like, 
like creepy, like Chucky, like, you know, just like, he, hi, and it's just like, who the fuck is this kid? Oh, hey, Danny. And, and he's very weird because he's like, he's small. Like, he looked, if he had no face, if he was in silhouette, I'd be like, oh, this is a 14-year-old boy. Yeah. But he has the weird face of, like, someone in his mid-twenties. It's very curious. Yes, yes. They found... It's like, we can't find a young, can't find a teenager, so we're just going to find a really small man. Yes. With yeah, a yeah. young face. Very odd. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically... Let's find the shortest actor that we can find that's not like a little person. Yeah, dress him up like a kid. Dress him up like a kid. Give him like a stupid haircut. And they obviously didn't audition him too well because his acting came across as natural as a fucking plastic pancake. I mean, it was just, it was just creepy. It was just like literally, and he's just like, ah, and he has this just like grin on, and it, it's like. <laughs> If he had clown face makeup on, you'd think this was a remake of It. Like, this is how creepy the kid was. And I'm like, what's going on? And then, of course, in my brain, I'm going like, all right, is he her little brother? Is he his stepson? Is he a kid from another marriage? Because the joke is, Tommy Wiseau walks in, he's easily in his mid-30s. Yeah. He's like a thin, ripped guy. He's not huge, but he's thin. And when you get that skinny, you know, there's just not a whole lot. Like, because his arms, like, look ripped. But, I mean, his arms are, like... Like my wrist, they're they're small. He's a, he's maybe like a buck fifty. This guy, yeah. like a buck sixty five tops, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm like, okay, because of the age difference between him and and what's her name, Lisa? Was it Lisa? Yeah, yeah Lisa. Lisa. Be- because of the age difference between Johnny and Lisa, I'm thinking this is Johnny's kid from a prior marriage. Yeah, <laughs> Th- that's what's going through my head. Uh-huh. And and they're k- talking, and she's now in this new dress, and he's like, hey, Lisa, that's a nice dress. And she's like, Johnny bought it for me. And Johnny's like, all the best for my girl. And and it's like, it's like, and he's just like standing there. And it's like that awkward silence. Like, so what are you guys doing now? And they're like, uh, we want to, we're going upstairs for a bit. And John, and, and Denny, that's the kid's name. Denny says, oh, can I watch? And it's like, no, silly, you can't. And they're totally nonplussed by this. Like, can I watch? Because I'm like, all right, we have to get this kid a psychiatrist. The, the lines in this only make sense. The, the way I read that, if you just read the lines of this and everything that goes on afterwards. Like you said, who is this guy? In any normal thing, it would explain as soon as possible who everybody is so that people aren't confused. Right. Because Tommy Wiseau doesn't know what he's making. He thinks he's making a mystery. <laughs> we don't find out who Daddy is until like three quarters of the way through the film. True. For some strange reason. And it's not even that dramatic. And it doesn't even explain anything. No, it, it, we, we actually but, find out about him probably like a good 20 minutes into the yeah, film. Yeah. But he, he's supposed to be, if you read the lines as they are, like it's creepy because he's so old. And he's saying, like, oh, can I watch? <laughs> right. When the lines are written, you can tell that he, this kid is supposed to be, like... Twelve. Yeah, a kid. Right. Like, an adult, so it's supposed to be cute. Like, he doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> right, but, right, right. Oh, he's so cute, but... No, no, no not cute at all. No. It was creepy in the highest. So they're, like... Yeah. So he's, so he finally, the kid, like, puts two and two together. And this is what you find out later about the kid. So, like you said, right now, the assumption is this kid is in junior high school. That's how they're selling it. Mm-hmm. At least to me, that's what I'm seeing. That they're selling like this kid, like you said, this kid's junior high school. This kid's 12, 13, 14 years old, 15 max, not older than that. Yeah. Because like, and, and then they're like, uh, we're going upstairs for a while. And he's like, oh, can I watch? And like, what? No, you can't. And they're like, and he's like, oh, you guys want to be alone? And they go, well, what do you think? And now like the dynamic has changed from like adults to like 
three siblings almost kind of. And it's just yeah. like, what's happening here? And and so and at this point, I'm thinking this is just like an incestuous family from some back corner somewhere. They're all related. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So they go upstairs, uh, uh, Johnny and Lisa, and uh, they're ha ha ha. And he has this, and, and that's the thing. Johnny Tommy Wiseau has this just like odd laugh that is completely out of place almost every time he uses it. But it turns out that's his actual laugh because if you see him in interviews, he laughs that way. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah absolutely. But the, in the script, it's just like because <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I ran over a squirrel. <laughs> it's like <laughs> what? Wait a minute. What, yeah. what guy? No, you can't just say that and laugh because that's a little sociopathic here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they go upstairs. Uh, uh, Johnny and Lisa go upstairs, and they're like, ha 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 ha. And she's like, she takes off his like a uh, uh, sports jacket. Or did they take it off downstairs? I'm not sure of the details. But it's like we're getting that to the point where they're supposed to be disrobing. Yeah. But they're disrobing mostly Johnny because Lisa has this red like nightgown that's just like very sexy, very gorgeous, the whole thing. And then little Denny like pops up and it's like a circular staircase to the like uh, a loft, I guess. And Denny pops up the loft. He says, hey. And they're like, <laughs> I mean, it almost looks like like Johnny's about to get a Hummer, and <laughs> Denny's like, "Hey guys!" He doesn't even he doesn't even pop up. He jumps onto the bed. <laughs> yes, he that's jumps right. in the middle of the. <laughs> that's boat. right. That's they're, right. They're too busy. They're like pillow fighting. Yes, they're hitting that's each right. other pillows. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't know how to initiate sex. They're yes, like, they're yes. like hitting each other pillows. Like, ah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. And the pillow fight is easily going on for three minutes. <laughs> and I've never met in all my like years. And I've been married a long time. I've never spent like three minutes pillow fighting with my sex partner no. before we start having sex. No, ever. No. Never. Not in a million years. Not once did that ever even occur to me. Like, you know what's yeah. hot? I'm going to whack you with a pillow. That's what's hot right now. Yeah. Never occurs to me. So they're slapping each other with pillows. And the laugh, and she's kind of like, hee hee hee. And he's like, hey. And it's just bizarre. It's. I mean, so far, the movie is like a psychiatrist's wet dream. It's like, oh my god, I can write like just volumes of books on just this scene right here. And everything that's wrong with it. So they chase Denny away, and Denny's like, oh, I can't watch. And he leaves. And you're like, oh, it's like... So, and first of all, like, like we said, it, they're selling Denny to us like he's a junior high school kid. Mm. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, there, there are some kids that are just like naive and innocent and just don't have and part of that I attribute to like my thing was like growing up I have a brother who's four years older than me and then I was basically it was me and then I had a younger cousin who was two years younger and then it was at least four years before I had any other cousins so I was the youngest out of like I don't know how many cousins like 12 cousins so I had like two three cousins around my brother's age so you know anything dirty any like cursing anything you know related mm. to sex I picked up because I had older siblings. And sometimes there are kids that either they're the, the only child or whatever, or, or they're the oldest and they don't know any better and there's nobody there. And it's like, they can be naive and they grow up not knowing certain things and I accept that. And this is where I am right now with the character Denny. Because yeah. I'm like, okay, he's just a naive kid and he needs a little bit of like prodding to just get out the way. Great. Denny's gone. Then they start back to the romancing. Mm. And oddly enough, the romancing scene, including the interlude with Denny, five, ten minutes? Oh, uh, yeah. It's weirdly long. It's right. It's in incredibly too long. 
It should only be this long if it's pornographic, and it's not. It's yeah. like mildly so, because you see like uh, uh, Lisa's boobs a little bit here and there, you know, which was like almost like an homage to eighties movies, you know. Oh yeah. Because even like eighties movies that were just rated R, yeah. and sometimes even PG thirteen showed a lot more boob than yeah, this you movie. You see did. her boobs, and you see him not go anywhere near them at any point. At any point, not with hand, yeah. not with mouth, no. nothing. Nothing, they right. They just happen to be out yes. whilst he is concentrating on her elbows, her yeah, yes, shoulder. Yes, 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 that's right. <laughs> like, He's like rubbing all her All the erogenous zones. Yes, so. <laughs> that's right. He's rubbing her elbow. And then, of course, for some fucking reason, he has a long stem red rose. And one, one, mind you, keep that number in mind. He has one long stem red rose. And he's rubbing this rose all over her, in which I suppose is supposed to be erotic. And it's just, all I could think of is like, dude, it's... I, I, I'm allergic to pollen. Get it out of my face. I don't know what's happening here. And then, as he's doing this, he keeps, like, I guess, plucking rose petals. But there's no way this rose has this many fucking petals. Because this is, like, almost like a scene out of Coming to America with, like, rose petal throwers. And there's just, like, a floor full of rose petals. That's how many rose petals are on this bed from this one rose. Finally, his clothes are off. They're getting busy. And, I mean, kudos to him for doing it. He's naked. Yeah. There's no pasties, at least none that you see. And if it is, their makeup department, I assume they had one, is better than I've seen. He's naked. And now they're quote-unquote having sex. Mm. Except he's literally like fucking her ribs. They're, they're like, his butt is literally like hovering. His hips are above the belly button yeah, and in between the boobs. Mm. And he's like, I, I don't know. I, it looks like he's humping her ribs. Yeah. And then, like, he moves to the side, and then it looks like he's humping her hip. And then he moves to the side, and then it looks like he's humping her elbow. And you're like, dude, do you even know where it is? What's going on here? And she's just like, and that's the worst part. Every time she would touch him, he would do, uh. And it's just like, what the, why is he, she touched him. What, what's happening? I don't know. It's. Funny, yet I want to cry. I'm really confused. I'm glad I didn't take any drugs before I started yeah, watching yeah. this movie. I'm totally lost now. So that whole thing, like you said, interminably long sex scene. Or love scene, whatever you want to call it. And then... Is he on the rooftop right after that? With Mark? Or does her mother come home first? Uh, does her mother come over for a bit? I think her mother comes over for a visit. We're probably going to lose stuff because we watched this Friday night yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's one of those things when you watch something that's really funny, you forget like afterwards because there's so many things that you're laughing at. Mm. Anyway, her mother, let's say her mother comes over. And this is like the next day or later on. Yeah, yeah, the, later in the day or the next day, her mother comes over and her mother is this well put together older white woman, looks like she's got money and she acts like she's got money. And the conversation between them is like me going to the library and asking to borrow a book. There's that much warmth between mother and daughter. Yeah. And um, the mother is basically like, oh, and the, the subplot is Johnny and Lisa are getting married in a month. Mm. And that's what keeps coming up. And the mother comes over and says, oh, Johnny is so good to you. Like, Johnny can do no wrong in yeah. her mom's eyes. Like, Johnny's just the fucking man because mm -hmm. he uh, uh, puts her up. Uh, he puts Denny up, apparently. Oh, yeah. Denny was like a homeless kid that he gave an apartment to in the house, and he's 18 year olds in college, and Johnny's paying for his college because Johnny's a fairly successful banker. And you're like, what? 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 And then that's when I'm just like, Denny's 18? 
Yeah. Now it's super creepy because like there's no way this kid doesn't know shit about sex already and can't pick up on these little because he's either like I don't know mentally undeveloped <laughs> or I, I I don't know what's going on. So the mother just keeps saying, "You gotta keep Johnny. You have to marry Johnny. Johnny's taking care of you." And Lisa says, "Well, I don't really love Johnny anymore, but you're getting married in a month. Yeah, I know, but I can change my mind, can't I?" And it's just like it's done with the cold calculation of just pure psychopaths. Mm -hmm. There's like no emotion in any of it. No. Like the most is just like, "Mom, I just don't love him anymore." And that's it. I mean, there's just like no yeah. like anger. There's no tears. There's no like. Uh, 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 stress, there's no it, it's like saying like mom, I'm going to have a bagel for breakfast I mean, that's the emotional impact uh, the, the interesting thing about this conversation and then they have three, four, five similar conversations throughout the course of the film, almost identical yeah. conversations Yeah. The basically the only reason of any conversation that, that is written is to get over how wonderful Johnny is to her and how amazing he is yet how much she doesn't want to be with him that's the whole point. Mm. The mother serves the purpose of just constantly saying about how Johnny, how great so Johnny is. Yep. But you're going to marry him. She's like, but I don't want to. They repeat this conversation many times. Many times. That's like, you know, it like breaks every rule of writing. It yes. Just keep repeating themselves yes. over and over again. Yeah, they so had that conversation main, at least like six times. Yeah, and that's the main crux of every time they get together. So this first conversation, that's the main point. Yeah. So much so that the secondary point, which he just throws in there. No, to no be I like, think that was on the second conversation, not the first one. It was the that, first? I think it was the second conversation because she started repeating the same thing and we were like, wait, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that was the same. I, okay. I could be wrong, but I think that was the second conversation. Mm. So then we're introduced to Mark. Walks in. Hmm. And she's, she talks to someone on the phone. Hey, come over. I love you. You're going to come over now? And it's just like, it's just like odd. And it's like, oh, oh no, that's right. He's like somewhere in traffic. Yeah. He's just like, I love you. Really? Why? And kind of, he's just like, <laughs> his responses were just like absurd. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? And she's like, oh, that's what it was. Hi. Hey, babe. What's going on? I don't have time to talk. I love you. Do you know that? Really? Why? Was, um, can you come over? I don't really have time to talk. What are you doing? I'm busy. I don't have time to talk. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that's the repeat in all the dialogue. Like, a line gets repeated like eight times. But you can, t and again, you can see, I can see that Tommy Wiseau in his mastermind, he's, he's got these acts again. He's like, you know, he's just, but it, she's in love with him. She wants to seduce him. But Mark, he's going along with it, but he doesn't really love her. So I need you. You need to deliver your lines. Like actually, maybe it's more one-sided. So like with better actors or just actors, I can see how you can deliver a line that makes it sound like maybe you're not as into her as she is to you, but you're still going along with it. But somebody right. who's not an actor or like a terrible actor, it's just like he's heard. Maybe he's not that into you, and he's reading it like it's he's on the phone with a plumber <laughs> right while like she's on the phone to her yes. lover he's just like, like yeah. i'm sorry i'm watching okay. socks right now yeah i gotta go yep. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I, I think my favorite line of yours is like a good actor or just an actor <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's the perfect description or just an actor <laughs> to yeah. somebody anybody yeah you don't need to be dan de lewis no no you can, no you know you, you just have to see Billy a movie Baldwin you had to see a this. movie you had to see yeah. a movie and you could do it better than this right so so um from there 
she see and there was so much just stuff going on does Van Mark show up at the yeah, house shows is up. that the next scene yeah because the first time we see Mark he's there with her and then making out and that's right and she starts like coming on to him and you're yeah. just like who is this guy and what and, and um and he, he has the look of like a dude you would imagine to see on like you know the, a surf show the surf show or like I was thinking you know like daytime TV like yeah yeah daytime soap yeah, yeah sure yeah, yeah he yeah, just yeah, looks yeah. like every random dude he's he, just on he, there. right he is you see the you see him and I mean you he's know someone, no, someone has told him you should be an actor you should take acting lessons be an actor and he's like oh okay yeah yes I mean no disrespect to the guy but he just looks like every California beach guy you could imagine yeah like his hair, his hair isn't quite as blonde, but it's that sandy blonde, and he's got the tan going, and it's like this is a dude who lives at the beach most of the time. If yeah. you said he was a lifeguard at the local pool, okay, <laughs> I mean I'll go with that too. But that's that's who he is, you know. Yeah. Not ugly, fairly handsome, not like drop dead gorgeous, but a good looking guy, tall, mm. thin. All right, r- great. So he comes over, and she basically starts taking his clothes off. And you think they're going to go upstairs to the bedroom, but they don't. They just, like, bang and on the every, circular staircase. And, like, every time she does any of this, like, the whole film, starting from the beginning, anytime she kisses him or takes his clothes off or rubs him or does anything remotely sexual, <laughs> his response every single time is, what are you doing? <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, no. And he was, like, he was particularly guilty. So she basically pulls him <laughs> on the circular staircase. And if you've ever been on a circular staircase, unless it's a big <laughs> fancy one, there are these tiny little, like, causeways, really, that just, like... It's like the gang. It's like the gangway on a ship. Like when you see a military ship and these like sailors try to squeeze themselves yeah. up this little. <laughs> yeah. That's what a circular staircase is like. And he goes down, and she like touches his like above his wrist and between his elbow, and just like puts her hand there, and he's like, "Ugh." And you're like, "Wait a minute, what? What are you? What are you getting excited about?" She touched your hand, and then I guess the story is he supposedly pulls her pants up, and now he's humping her knee. He's not even getting that far, I, I oh, guess, yeah. because they're on the, the stairs. And again, interminably long. It's like, you know what, guys? If you just like show them pulling pants down and then cut next scene, that's mm. that, that's you could have gone there. That that would have told the story just as easily. It, it was completely unnecessary. Yeah. And then, I think then you're on the roof. Um, or is it? No, no. I think no, 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 no. They finish up. And I think Tommy comes home. And finds him? I think so. Or maybe not. Mm. Um, I'm not sure. Um, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. She seduces Mark. As the wedding date approaches and Johnny's influence at his bank slips. That's right. So Johnny comes home and he doesn't get the promotion he was supposed to get because that's like, that's what they're hinging on. He's getting a big promotion. He's going to have even more money now than he has. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't get it. Uh, There's a scene where he stops by (laughs) the flower shop and picks up another dozen long stem roses and the the florist knows him and she's like, oh, hi, Johnny. And it's obviously his voice is dubbed over. It's not like the audio from the shot itself. And there's a dog on the counter. And he's like, oh, hey, Betty, can I, those are for me. Thank you, Betty. And it was like, and then he like walks by and goes, oh, hello, doggy. And he kind of passed the dog. And it's just like this just insane shot at the flower shop. 
Absolutely, there's nothing for the story. No. There was no reason for it. It happens so quickly as well. It makes no sense how quick it is. <laughs> it literally, he comes in, he walks in, and he goes, Oh, hi, can I have some roses? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's you, Johnny. Oh, you, Johnny. <laughs> I didn't realize it was you. Oh, I didn't recognize you. Oh, you're my best customer. Yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> Hello, fine. doggy. Yeah. But that's as quick as it is. Like, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like that. That's right. I, you're my best customer. I didn't recognize you. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't recognize you. You're my best customer. Oh, that's great. I can't get by. Uh, bye. Hello, doggy. Hello, doggy. And then leaves. Right. Yeah. So he comes back. I didn't get the promotion, but now he has a dozen long stem red roses. And he takes her upstairs and they're having sex again. And again with the petals. Petals everywhere. And again, he's humping her ribs. He's humping her armpit. I don't, you know, it's like... He's nowhere near where he should be to actually be having coitus. I don't know if it's this scene or it's one of the many other scenes that this happens, sex scenes. Because there's a lot of sex. There's more sex scenes in this than there are in my skin flicks. Yeah. Um, but, but I don't know if it's this one or that one. But certainly there's a Tommy and Lisa sex scene in the bed with the roses or whatever. There's the first one. Yeah. And then there's another one. If it's this one or later on. It's literally exactly the same sex scene. Yes. yes. It's the same one. Yes. yes, with, yes, yes. From a different angle. Yes. And it, but it actually is like in disaster has to talk about. I've heard people talk about it. He, it's they, it's a, from a different camera that was yep. taken a different angle. They recycle exactly the same sex scene and yeah. pretend it's just another time they did it. Yes, yeah. You can tell that Tom was so awkward with the situation. He was just like, "We already filmed it. That's fine. We'll just use the same one again." <laughs> I'm like, you don't want to do it again? I'm oh, like, and no. that's, the, that's the best part. <laughs> so after we're done with this, is I don't know how this added to the story, but after the first yeah. sex scene, Tommy gets out of bed. And you're like, okay, is there going to be a full frontal shot? No. They come out, and this is where you see he's, like, super ripped. He's super, like, no body fat, but not, like, you know, jacked arms or just ripped because he's skinny. You know, like, you see all the musculature. Like, he's got, he's got concentration camp muscles. That's well, the well, yeah, well like, I mean, his, legs, his, his legs look like he runs. His legs look like he runs. But, yes, he has the body of a runner. Yeah. Not big arms, but they're defined, you know, and... and so he gets out of bed, and then, of course, there's a shot of just him fully naked from behind and his ass as he's walking out the door. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know what the point of this story is, because it's literally, it's literally center shot, the focus of the shot is his ass. And yeah. nothing else. Yeah. And just the, sh- just the, just the very shadow of the ball. There's a ball <laughs> shadow. You can see the I didn't hanging that. shadow of the balls <laughs> just tucked in front. <laughs> Blurred, if you will, like just. I didn't. I didn't see that. There okay. is a slight hang, yeah, like like he's just carrying a little little pouch just in front of him there. Nice, yeah. So, <clears throat> so then we go. Is at some point he ends up on the rooftop with Mark, or no, or beforehand she talks to her best friend, her friend or best friend, whatever, and she says, oh, or her mother. Uh, no, her no, friend. They drink. They drink before this. Before the sex scene, they drink, and he makes oh, them drink. That's right. She that's makes right. Drink. That's right. And she says in the first conversation with the mother about how he doesn't drink. Yes. No. 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 Or, or, or her. Oh, no, the he, mother says. Yeah, yeah. The mother says like right drink. later on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah somebody yeah. brings up and says, "Oh, you know, I don't drink. I don't drink ever." And, and he, yeah, he says to her when she brings it before the sex scene, and she has, "Look, I got this for us to celebrate." The second like, section, oh, I didn't get the promotion. And, that's and, right, and she makes him feel better. She yeah. gets him hammered. Yeah. He doesn't drink. And this is the best part. So it, it's like tumblers full of what looks like whiskey or, or bourbon. Yeah. 
and then she pulls out a bottle of vodka and pours it at, like to like to the, to the rim of the fucking glass. Tommy Wiseau is an alien who doesn't know how humans act. It's the only explanation is he's an alien who's come down as pretending to act like a human. He doesn't know how sex works or how relationships work or right. how people talk to each other. Right. He doesn't know how drinking works no, or how no. people drink. No, literally took a half a tumbler full of whiskey and poured like vodka on top. Yeah. And I was like, it's like, whoa, whoa, yeah, this is a serious drink now. And that's the best part. She was like, he goes, you know, I don't drink. And she's like, oh, come on, baby, you'll feel better. This and she's like, have a sip. And he has a sip. And I mean, I, I, I'm a well seasoned drinker. <laughs> I've been drinking for a long time. If somebody gave me a glass like half vodka and half whiskey, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? You know? And not even just because it's like too strong or anything, because I'd be like, this tastes awful. What is this? It's like it's like drinking rubbing alcohol. What the hell is this? And she's like, but it's good, right? And I'm like, is she from Arkansas? What the hell is she talking about? What? And, and he's like, first sip. He doesn't drink. So this is his first sip of booze. He's like, yeah, it does taste real good. Like, oh yeah, it's great. Or it's, something. Yeah, it's like what? He's like what? Yeah, and then they later show like the bourbon and the vodka bottle like empty. Mind you, nine one one should have been summoned because this guy never drank before. This is like alcohol poisoning of the worst sort. And this is this somebody should be calling a doctor. Maybe explains the rest of the film. Maybe he's just <laughs> suffering from alcohol poisoning the maybe, whole time. Maybe yeah, and it's a fever dream. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> anyway. And then they go upstairs, and that's right, that's the second sex scene with the rose petals, it's all repeated. And then the next day, the, the girlfriend Lisa's talking to her friend, and says, Johnny hit me. And she's mm. like, what? Yeah, we got drunk last night. And this is the joke. Every time she says to somebody that Johnny hit me, we got drunk last night, the other character always says, but Johnny, does, Johnny never drinks. Yeah, I got him to drink a little last night. It's like... The story makes no sense, no. because... It's like, that story would make sense if you got him drunk and then somehow bruised yourself or showed some evidence that you've been hit. Right. And then somehow had another corroborating person as proof that he drank and got yes. drunk. Or like, you would go outside and feign an altercation to hear like, a, oh, I was shouting. Right. So that it would make sense. He got, she got him drunk. He doesn't drink. Yeah. Uh, there was no one else but them to know about it. Yeah. She then says that he hit her, but even though he's never drunk and he got drunk, he remembers everything. He remembers he everything. Remembers he didn't hit her. Right. So he just he, she says, "Oh, he, she, he hit me." She has no evidence that he hit no, her. No, nothing. No one knows that he even drank. It's just her word. There's, there's, and he's like, "I didn't hit you." I, I. You would think she would at least bite her lip, you <laughs> yeah. know, and, and bleed herself a little bit to show that he hit her. Right. Yeah. Something. Slap herself in the face with an orange. Something to, like you said, show evidence. But no, mm -mm. it's a. Everyone's supposed to accept this at face value. So, then <laughs> she says that. And then they show Tommy. And this is where, like, a lot of the shots were done were, like, kind of on the roof of the building. And the rooftop of the building looks like a rooftop of an older building with this, like, little narrow uh, 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 door that opens up onto the roof. And what's very obviously a green well, screen. He was this. She said she hit her to her friends. Is that what you just? Yeah, said? yeah, yeah. Then we've missed a part because the first time we see that friend, she's in the room making out with her boyfriend. That's the first time we see her. Is that okay? Okay. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. So th that's right. So the the place is empty, and these two walk in, and we don't know them from bugger all, and and they just walk in, and it's some guy and some random chick. 
And they're talking and he's like, ooh, chocolate. And he pulls out like this little box of chocolates. And she's like, that's so seductive. And he like gives her a chocolate bite. She goes, mmm. The smallest like gas station box of chocolates you've ever <laughs> right? seen. Like I screwed up. <laughs> yeah. I'm just coming from the hooker's house. <laughs> and I need to get something to make my wife happy. Right, exactly. It's like literally like eight chocolates in it. And, and then she goes, oh. And she gives him a chocolate. And I don't know if this is supposed to be cheeky or what, but he eats the chocolate like like argh, like in a naughty way and chews on it. But it's kind of like Willy Wonka-ish at the same time. So it's just really bizarre. And then she like, quote unquote, goes down on him. Yeah. And it's like, okay. So she pulled the... And then like Lisa and her mother walk in. And they pull everything up. And, and his the, face before when she goes down him, like, uh, the second her head leaves the shot. No, he didn't even leave the shot. <laughs> like, she was barely past the nipples with her mouth. And his face <laughs> lights up like she like a Christmas tree. stuck her fingers right up his eyes <laughs> and found his male G-spot instantaneously. Yes. He's just like... It's <laughs> <laughs> yes. like Wiley Coyote getting sucked off by fucking Tweety Pie. It's like, oh! <laughs> she, for all we know... The magic finger was employed. We don't know. We don't know. Because we couldn't see anything from his nipples down. So yeah. for all we know, to be fair, that could have been exactly what was happening. But you're right. She barely like it. And his eyes are rolling in the back of his head like he's possessed. Yeah. And he's just like, oh. And again with the, oh. And I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm an old geezer or what. But, you know, un unless I'm... I, I, without getting too graphic, I don't really just, oh, every time somebody touches me. Because you know what? Oh, no. My acting career would be over really fast if I did that, you know. So, anyway. So, Lisa and her brother walk in on them. And they're, oh, and he pulls his pants up and, and zips them up. And, and the girl is kind of laughing coquettish. And the woman, and the mother's like, rightfully so, which everybody in the audience is actually, she's like, who are these people? And she's yeah. like, oh, they're my friends. Ha, 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 Lisa says. And then they both run out of there because they're embarrassed. And then the guy comes back and gets his underwear from, like, the couch. And I'm like, when did he take his underwear off? Because I thought she was just unzipping his pants. Yeah. But somewhere along the way be between the magic of editing, well, I guess we didn't see that he got fully naked and then pulled his pants up and left his underwear on the table. And it's just like, what? What's happening? And then they leave, and that's when the mother says to the daughter, you have to look after Johnny. I don't like Johnny anymore. I don't love him. I don't think I'm going to marry him. He hit me. But he looks after you. Besides, I have breast cancer. You shouldn't leave Johnny ever. And it's just like, wait, what? Yeah, it's <laughs> and the daughter's like, what, Mom, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. But you know what? Like your father and like my third husband, you don't. Sh you really need to know. You need to be financially stable. And, and the cancer was just kind of thrown oh. in there like a... It was completely the way she even said. It, she was like, "Oh, so how are you doing, mum?" And she was like, "Yeah, well, I went, I went to the hospital, and that, oh, and they said, oh, how was it? Yeah, not good. I mean, it's definitely cancer, but <laughs> right. you know, I'll be okay though." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I'll be whoa, okay." Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sledgehammer. It's like <laughs> denial. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just 
It was just the worst. It's like every the reason this film is so good is so often things happen and the people who are experiencing them, it's like they don't understand what it is. No, right. Seriously. Tommy doesn't know anything. As no, we figured out. No. The guy receiving head has never got head before. I, I think you are on and something. I think the mother doesn't know what cancer no, is. No, no, no. I think you're right. I think they're all aliens in this movie. <laughs> I really do. I mean, that's the most plausible theory because nobody has ever experienced a human emotion. Yeah. Not Denny, not the mom, not Lisa, not Tommy, not Mark. Nobody knows where to put their wang in. Nobody knows how to react emotionally. Yeah. It's... I think she thinks cancer is like a foot fungus. <laughs> I think you're right. Yes, you're right. It's like, oh, I'll put liquid wart remover yeah. on it. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was the equal reaction. Yeah. It was... It's so bizarre. So, now to like... Turn the bizarreness up a little bit. <laughs> Nowhere in the story do you hear or see or find out that somehow it got back to Tommy that Lisa's telling people that he hit her. Yeah. Like, nowhere. <laughs> no, no, no. Nowhere. She tells a friend and yes. then her mother. And then her mother. Yeah. And then Tommy comes onto the rooftop and he says, No, it's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not hit her. It's bullshit. And throws a water bottle down. And his buddy's on the on the roof. And, oh, hi, Mark. I mean, just like that. Yeah. And I don't know if it was beforehand or earlier. You find out Mark is his quote unquote best friend. Hmm. And then they're talking. Oh, how you doing, Mark? And it's this like roundabout way. It's like, oh, how are you with Lisa? Oh, she's the best for me. Meanwhile, he's like, she just accused him of, of like, battery, yeah. you know. And he's just, oh, she's the best girl ever. I'm going to be happy. You're going to find the girl one day. And this day. rooftop is terrible. This, this is a green screen rooftop. Yes. It, the, Completely right. It does not match up. You, the roof itself, the rooftop itself, the walls of the the top of the roof look like styrofoam. It looks like Sesame Street. It yes. looks like yes. weird it, cartoon. It, very much Sesame Street set. Yes. yes. And and then there's this weird, obviously, it's like exactly the same grained shot you see in the wide shots of San Francisco. Like it's a weird grainy, like, it, it, it completely doesn't. It's, it's, it's bizarre, yeah. to say the least. It's also way too high up. It's like, it would be like a fucking skyscraper. Like, yes, really... but it's supposed to be like a four-story, three-story, yeah, like, like you're in a pop townhouse. Yeah, you've got like, this like seeing all of San Francisco from up here. It's like what, yes. there's no buildings near you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it's it's. <laughs> so they're talking, and it's basically the gist of it is. Mark wants to let Tommy know that his girl is faithless, but he doesn't want to know. He doesn't want to hurt his friend, and doesn't want to divulge his own guilt in this whole like affair thing in this three-way thing. Mm-hmm. And then Tommy, uh, Denny walks in, and the mother's like, "Does everybody just walk in the house left and right?" And Denny's like, "Oh, never mind. I'll go elsewhere." And he kind of disappears. And and again, the mother's the only one that seems to have a little bit of sense. Like, why are people just walking in and out of this fucking door? Is, is there a lock that works here? What's going on? And um, then, then it switches. I think afterwards, like Denny's on the roof with some like big dude. He's like, "Where's my fucking money, Denny?" And he puts a gun in Denny's face. And apparently, this is a drug deal gone bad. And we found out, like I said, that Denny's in college. And you're like, "Wait, what?" Mm-hmm. And Tommy and Mark show up out of nowhere, and they tackle the guy with the gun. 
And they take him downstairs, and the mother and Lisa show up on the roof out of nowhere. You didn't see them coming out. It's just editing, but they're there. And they start talking to Danny like, and Lisa's crying like, how could you do this? What's happening? This how much money? Like, this weird thing happens in the film where it's like, for every new person that's introduced, in the next scene, that's an extra person who's just going to turn up in the scene. Yes. It's like every time we see a new person, in the next scene, that extra person is just going to turn up. And before you know it, you, it's like Fantasia with the broomsticks. Right. Like before you know it, it's like, oh, every person we've met so far in this film is now on the rooftop. Right. It's like, what, why? So, Johnny and Mark tackle the drug dealer. What was his name? They actually have a name, which Chris R. Was that character's name, oh. in case you didn't know. And so, um, they basically take him away. We'll take care of it. We'll... And then Johnny comes back. Are you okay? And starts like putting Denny's head on his shoulder, like comforting him, almost like, like Denny's his girlfriend. And it's like, all right, you know, it's like, I mean, different strokes for different folks, but I don't know what's going on here. And this is all very incestuous right now, you know. Uh-huh. And then, like, Denny's like, no, no, it'll be fine, I'm okay, everything's great, yeah, everything's great. And then from there, it's, like, the whole thing is just so disjointed. Like, no, yeah, one scene does not flow to the other. It makes no sense. Then after that, did she, like, bang Mark again? And Mark said, we can't do this anymore. Like, Mark has, like, a conscience and says, we can't do this anymore. And then he befriends Tommy, and there are the scenes, like, where they're running in the park and throwing the football back and forth. Or Johnny, I should say. And Johnny is obviously not American because the way he's throwing the football is just like really odd. Like, this is just something here, throw it like this. He's, you can see he, he has athletic ability, but he's never thrown a football and he's not sure how yeah. to grip it and how to toss it or what. He's never done it. Mm -hmm. And it's obviously. And it shows the two of them just like jogging together, running through the park. Then they start roughhousing like they're five years old. And you're like, oh, oh, no, no, I forgot the part where, uh, uh um, Lisa tells her mother that she loves somebody else, and Johnny's on the top of the stairs. And he says, oh, I'll teach everybody. And he, yeah. like, takes a, a, a tape recorder, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, with an actual... He's on top of the stairs. He's on the spiral staircase, mm -hmm. which... And I think, I think it's before this scene, because it happens again. I was talking to someone about this the other day, mm -hmm. this scene, because this scene's another one of these little things that other people don't think is funny, but to me it's hilarious. Right. Is where... Because the little details, the little weird details, where... And just before that, I think it's the last time we see her mother, for whatever reason, because everyone keeps coming in and out of this room, and it makes no sense. People come in, they speak what they're going to say, and then they leave again. Right. It's very odd. It's right. like they're all working in a factory outside, and this is the break room. <laughs> right, right, they right. They just right. keep coming in. Right, right, right. For a small amount of time leaving again. Right. Very strange. But she, there's everyone comes through this front door, and there's one time where the mother comes in, and they both come in, mother and Lisa in, and they're talking, and then the mother leaves, and Lisa stays now. But she leaves in the opposite direction of the door. We can see the door in the background. And she leaves in the foreground. She goes somewhere else. Right. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's she gone now? There's another <laughs> door that we haven't seen? What's the point in there being everyone coming in and out the same door if there's another door? Okay, there must be another door. Right. Then, like, two scenes later, there's this scene where they're having a conversation. Right. And then, they leave, they leave out the actual door. But then, <laughs> it pans after they leave... <laughs> To exactly the place where she left in the previous scene, where you're like, oh, there's another door. There is no other door there. <laughs> no, That's right. where the spiral staircase is. Right. Exactly there. So she went there, apparently. And and he's on the stairs. And it, in the close-up shot, it makes it look like he's perched on the top of the stairs, just peeking in, like, yes. oh, I can see and they don't know. But when you actually see it in context, the spiral staircase is 
it's like four feet away from, from the, the sofa they were having yeah, yeah, a conversation. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was in the middle of the staircase. Yeah. He was like four steps to the floor. <laughs> I didn't miss like a pair of legs and feet. He was staring right at them. Right at them. Sitting on the stairs. Right at them. Like completely there. Right at them. And so he overhears that she slept, she loved somebody else. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll, that's right. So that scene happens first. And he like attaches a tape recorder to the answering machine hmm. and like hides it in a drawer. And then afterward, it's the scene with Mark where the two of them are bonding and you're constantly thinking because the scene is in there that the confrontation is about to happen. Yeah. That like Johnny knows that Mark is sleeping with Lisa. It's going to happen now. But it ends up like they're like bonding and running and jogging and tossing a football and wrestling on the grass and having a good time. And it's like everything was forgotten. Yeah. And he brings his gloves. It's very strange. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't right. know why they went so far. They seem to drive a long way to go to some big park. And, yes. And the tape recorder, they spent so long. He spent like... It's like it was, it was, long. That was like a two-minute scene two with minute the tape scene recorder. Just setting up the tape recorder. Yes. Just putting in the, like, the cable and... And, and, he, could, he, and could, he couldn't get the tape in. I'm like, do another take, guy. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Don't take two times to try and get the... It's like, oh, it was like three in. times. Oh, uh, I mean, he literally, when he got the tape in, like the audience just cheered. Like it was a touchdown. Yeah. It was an audience like, he got it in. Yeah. I mean, it was just... It was just like, so... What is this weird situation? Like, he goes straight to, like, maybe my girlfriend's cheating on me. Uh, I'm going to hang out with the guy that she's cheating. our landline. Like, that's like like he's catching John Gotti. Like, yes. this is the way that people catch people. Yes. And then they have the bonding scene. And they have a scene on the rooftop with Mark, Johnny, and this other guy. Or is it... No, it's Johnny and this other guy first, who's their friend... And he looks very intellectual, and he's in a suit. Yeah. And he says, "I think," <laughs> he says, "I think Lisa's sleeping around." And he says, "Oh, really, Lisa? I don't think so." Yeah, I overheard her talking to her mother. She's sleeping with somebody else. He's like, "Oh, well, she does seem like a sociopath." And it's just like a minute ago, he was just like, "I don't believe yeah. it," but then he's just like, "She does seem like a sociopath." And it's just like, and you're a psychiatrist. Remind me never to go to you, dude. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? And then Mark comes in. Oh, hey, Mark, how you doing? And and that conversation goes on. And then Johnny leaves. And then Mark and the psychiatrist are having, and he's like, "You're sleeping with Lisa," which was kind of like. Okay, I can sort of because Mark was telling well, them not before. That's the weird. There's another bit in the with the Johnny situation. It's just funny. I mentioning it that they have the whole. He says the whole thing about sociopath and saying like whatever his two cents based on his profession of you know oh this and having this conversation. He's like okay, whatever. He just takes it for granted. And then near the end of the conversation, he says something completely just random that has nothing to do with therapy, where he says like oh whatever. And then and then Tommy was out of nowhere. He says. Is is like a, a quit playing therapist. At least he's, he's just like quit being a therapist, like, a psychiatrist. Like, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stop playing psychiatrist with me. And like, what are you talking about? That's right. Because right before then, he says like, "You're a psychiatrist. You tell me." <laughs> yeah, he says, "Quit playing psychiatrist with me." It's like, what? I, what? <laughs> what? You just asked me, asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Johnny leaves. Mark is talking to the psychiatrist guy, and I forget what the psychiatrist's name was. Did they actually ever... Yeah, he did have a name. Peter? Peter, yeah. Peter, yes. Peter. 
Yes, and it even says, Peter alternates between defending Lisa and assessing her as a sociopath. (laughs) (laughs) Which results in Mark (laughs) feeling guilty about his and Lisa's affair, briefly trying to murder Peter. (laughs) And it was just the most bizarre development ever. (laughs) This is obviously not the first time this has happened. Because because they were too cool about it afterwards. Right. (laughs) Nobody was outraged enough. No, so <laughs> this like I can't even do hundred stories up on this. I can't even do it. And, and um, right. So Mark like basically says and says something about oh I'm having trouble with this other girl. And Peter was just like you're sleeping with Lisa, aren't you? It's like well that's a bit of a stretch, but okay. He's like, what? What do you mean? No, I'm not. And whatever it is. And they go back and forth. And Mark goes, you better not tell anybody. And like grabs Peter by the lapels. And then runs over to the edge of the building, and he didn't even try to lift them or anything. They just kind of leaned over like he was dipping a dancer. And they're both equally as far over the edge of the building. And Peter's like, what's the matter with you? And then he stops, and he's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that. And then he's like, that's all right. Don't worry about it. And it's just like, wait a minute. He just attempted murder. What do you mean that's all right? Don't worry about it. So Yeah, it's okay. Whatever. That's okay. Yeah. Then... For some reason, they're like in an alleyway tossing the football, and it's Johnny, Denny, mm. and the guy that Pizza. got the blowjob. No, the guy that got oh. the blowjob okay, yeah. in the alley. And then Mark shows up, and, and at this point, like, you're pretty sure Johnny knows that Mark is sleeping with Lisa, mm. but nothing's happening. And they're start, starting to toss the ball back and forth, and then blowjob guy, like, Mark gets the ball and, like, passes it to blowjob guy, who proceeds to, like, fall down on a... Can of garbage, which I don't know why they're like tossing a football around a can this of garbage. This is another set from Sesame Street. It's literally, literally. Like, literally. Oh, okay. like Oscar should have walked out and been like, motherfuckers, what are yeah. you doing in my can? Right. <laughs> <clears throat> and, and, <laughs> and then the guy gets up and he looks like he just got fucking run over by a truck. He, or, or he just drank a, a barrel of rum. He is like barely coherent. His yeah. eyes are going cross. He can't stand and up. And they're tossing football within like... A meter of each other. Three feet, yeah. Yeah. Easily. Easily. And Mark literally just walked up to him and kind of hit him with the football. And the dude dropped like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just bizarre. And then they take him away. And you're like, okay, I don't, I don't. He's very reactionary. We saw from the blood job earlier on. He's very reactionary. So don't know what the point of this scene was. Completely lost. Then they're, and then they're like, oh, they're do, trying out the tuxes. And it's Johnny, Denny, Mark, and Peter. Yeah. And they're tossing the football around. And Peter shows up, actually. And they're like, hey, you want to toss the football around? No, I don't want to. And they're going, oh, what are you, chicken? No, the chicken was first in the other scene with the garbage can. When Mark yeah. said, I don't feel like throwing the football around. Oh, what are you, chicken? Chip, 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 Yeah, that's... <laughs> Tommy applied some... European onomatopoeia to, to, to cheep, 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 cheep. which is like is that what a chicken sounds like what in America? Cheep, 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 and that's the best part. He start Johnny starts doing it, and then the other three guys start going cheep, 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 cheep. It's like really okay, okay. Like at least one of them going like yeah, you would think, <laughs> which would have been awesome for contrast, yeah. if nothing else. <laughs> and then they showed a scene where they're all in tuxes 
and they ask Peter to toss the ball. He says, no, I really don't want to. And again, they're like, cheep, 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 which is just the weirdest chicken noise ever. And then they're tossing the ball back and forth, and Peter Again, goes for a long one. He's never heard a chicken before. <laughs> I'm telling you, your simple assessment of he's an alien, and everyone on that set was an alien, is the true one. Yeah. I can't imagine anything yeah. else. <laughs> and, and then Peter runs for a deep ball and falls down on his face, and they all start making fun of him. And again, cheep, 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 and they pull him up. And then it goes to, again, it was one of the scenes with... Uh, uh, uh. Oh, th- then it was a scene with Lisa and her friend who was given a blowjob to like pass out boy earlier. Mm-hmm. And she says like, oh, you're sleep," And she confesses to her that she's sleeping with Mark. Or no, she doesn't confess that she's sleeping with Mark. She says she's sleeping with somebody else. And the girl says, you're sleeping with Mark. It's like, oh, yeah. So, and then Mark walks in. What do you want? Or no, the friend walks in on her and Mark like trying to get the nasty on. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And then... Uh, also another weird detail we're living out is that the weird parts, there's these weird pictures in the background. There's just like these little, you know, that you buy in the store when you buy a picture frame. The stock photos. Yes. Just sitting in there. Yeah. And there's one of a spoon. Oh, a spoon. It's like two pictures of like wheat or yes. something. And yes. then one of a spoon. A spoon. A silver spoon. And, and it keep keeps moving. changing places. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. There's, a script supervisor was optional on this yeah. set because nobody's paying attention to this. Right. So... The friend walks in on Lisa and Mark getting it on, and Mark like puts his sweater on, and she's like, "What are you guys doing?" And Mark's standing and pulling a sweater on, like, "What? Gee, what the fuck do you think we're doing? I'm just putting my clothes on." And he's sitting there with his pants like undone. Yeah. And the friend says, uh, "Mark X Y Z," and he's like, "Huh? Examine your zipper." And he's like, "Oh," and he zips it up. And Lisa the whole time is just shameless. She's completely shameless about this whole thing. Uh-huh. Like, I'm banging my fiancé's best friend in my fiancé's place, and I don't care. I mean, yeah. sociopath to the nth degree. Oh, yeah. And uh, then the friend is like, oh, so how can I help you two? And I'm sitting here already, like, cheering because I'm thinking this is going to turn into a really bad threesome, and I can't wait to see the positioning on this one. But it doesn't. Mark leaves. He's, like, done. And then a friend tells Lisa, you have to say it to, to, you have to confess, you can't go through with the marriage, you're supposed to get married soon, blah, 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 blah. And then there's a surprise birthday party that she throws for Johnny, mm-hmm. whom she doesn't love. Why she would yeah. throw a surprise birthday party. Uh, yeah, no, and no. this is like a bunch of just like, and Tommy's reaction to, surprise, oh, ha, 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 that's very nice, I like, yeah, that's yeah. really good, and... Thank you, everybody, for coming. Let's have a good time. Yeah. And then, like, she's dancing with Mark, like, really close. He's like, what's going on here? What do you think you're doing? Hey. And they kind of shove each other, and then it's okay. And they go to separate corners. And then Lisa's talking to a friend and some random dude. Random complete dude. rando. Which, at this point, the only thing I can think is, is I heard the story that the guy who played Peter was a serious actor yes. that they got in on a casting. Yes. And that he w- he was scheduled to do, uh, like, you know, a week's worth of shooting, and they'd already gone, like, two weeks over, and then they said to him, like, after, like, can you step another week? And he was like, no. Right. I've already done too much. I need to leave. And they're like, okay. Right. So they had scenes that they hadn't shot with him, so he just threw this other random guy in to fill the spot. Yes. And apparently, according to the book, if you read into it, this guy is supposed to have another story that whatever he's done, he's supposed to be his lawyer. 
this guy is Johnny's lawyer because everyone who's his friend has like a, a weird job. job. <laughs> like, oh, the fireman and the policeman and the baker and the candlestick maker. <laughs> it's like a children's storybook. <laughs> You're right. Aliens found fairy tales and came to the planet and decided to make a movie just from fairy tales. Yeah. I'm surprised a bird didn't bring a dress in. I really am. Because there was entirely too many rose petals for that not to be true. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you, right. The rando guy and, <laughs> and her friend are telling her, you can't do this anymore. Oh, that was the thing. So, they're having a party in the room. And then she says, hey, everybody, let's go outside for a drink. And everybody leaves except for Lisa and Mark. And she starts making out with Mark and taking his clothes off. It's like, uh, I think people are going to miss you. Yeah. Everyone else is on, on the roof upstairs. And then everyone's on the roof, and, and there's like a slight altercation, and she's, hey, everybody, let's go in for cake now. And everybody like, goes downstairs. so quick. <laughs> yes. It's like, again, it's like they've never been to a party no. before. Like, no. if in a party, you could just say, hello, everyone, attention. Oh, I have everyone's attention right now? Okay. I think it'd be a good idea to go outside. And they will immediately go outside. <laughs> I mean, sprinted just about. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like they were being herded like cows. <laughs> It's really true. <laughs> yes, we go outside now. <laughs> we go. Stupid human. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and then she's like, hey, everybody, let's go inside for cake. And then, like, they go inside for cake, and I would just like to say, uh, and she's like, I don't love you anymore, Johnny. And Johnny gets into a big fight with Mark, and Mark leaves. And then everybody's kind of like, uh, still mingling about. And there's a couple, like, just, like, odd comments from the various guests. Like, I think one of the guests, like, looks at Lisa and is like, oh, she's really hot. It's <laughs> just, like, yeah. kind of, like, randomly, like, and he's with a girl, and he says that. It's kind of like, I'm fairly sure that would have deserved at least an elbow in the ribs, if not a full-on smack. Yeah. If, you know, everybody leaves, Mark leaves. I thought Mark was gone. Mm -hmm. And Johnny's, like, upset, and she's like, I don't love you anymore. They have their final confrontation. <laughs> Apparently, Johnny goes and hides, locks himself in the bathroom <laughs> at the end, after the party. And she's on the phone with somebody, and I don't know if she was talking to Mark or her mother. And she's like, oh, he's still in the bathroom, don't worry. Oh, no, no, she's talking to Mark. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I still love, I love you, you baby. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, He's still in the bathroom. You know how he is. He's just a baby. And I'm just like, wait a minute. <laughs> this conversation is really not supposed to go that way at all. <laughs> And she's like, when are you going to be done? And he's like, when I'm done, bitch. And then he finally comes out. Is this what you want? She said, what do you want? And totally forgotten this whole time is the tape recorder. And then he goes down to the tape recorder because now she had a chat on the phone. And he says, oh, I'll show you. And he comes up with the tape and puts it in and replays their whole conversation. I know who did it. Get out of my life, bitch. But it's like, we figured out in the last scene that he was they were sleeping together. Why is there another why, scene? Was, right. Why, why does he need this revelation? I, I, I don't understand. Right. And then he, he she leaves, or she goes downstairs, because she leaves, and he goes apeshit. Or she leaves the house, I think. Mm. Because he, he starts, like, just knocking shit over. Oh, I yeah. mean, and Everything. it's hilarious. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's almost like, it's like I, t I was telling, I was telling Sean, it's like, Rick James in the Chappelle show is like, 
fuck your couch, bitch. And I mean, that's like every like, fuck this drawer and fuck this glass and fuck this mirror. And every, and every time the reaction is this outrage that's the equivalent of this. Ah! And like, he, ah. yeah, he goes, ah! And he knocks this off. Ah! Yanks out this drawer. Ah! Breaks the mirror. Ah! Knocks this chair over. And it's just like random shit that's being broken around the house, which is, that scene alone is just hilarious. I mean, why that hasn't been circulating on the internet is beyond me. And then <laughs> he goes through this just like whirlwind of destruction. And he gets, he gets, uh, finally, it's the red dress that the movie started with, the little red oh, nightgown. Yeah. And he's like, why? Why? And he grabs and he sniffs the dress and he's distraught. And then he rubs the dress on his crotch and starts humping the dress a few times, <laughs> dry humping it for good measure. Which is just like, what, what? What's he doing? And then he finds the gun, which we assume is the gun that they took from the drug dealer. But it's like already in a pretty case, like it's been collected there. Yep. And he takes the gun and he's like, why? And they're flashbacking to all these like moments where he's laughing with her. They show the sex scene with the roses and drinking the whiskey vodka mix and, you know, all this other shit. And then he, put, he puts the gun in his mouth and blows his brains out. And all of a sudden, Lisa shows up and she's like, no, no. And then Mark shows up and he's like, whoa. Oh. And, and, and then Danny shows up. <laughs> yeah, and then Danny shows up afterwards. But there's Johnny literally lying down on the floor with this giant puddle of blood just leaching out everywhere. And the first thing somebody says to him, Lisa and Mark is like, Johnny, wake up, Johnny, yeah. wake up. And it's like, wow, what is... And then Denny's like, no, why? And, 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 and that's the movie. And I know this is very disjointed. Well, no, it's a very Shakespearean turn because at the end, when she's like, Lisa's like, well, I still have you, Mark. And he's like, yes. forget it, bitch. <laughs> he's like, fuck off, cunts. Right, right, right. He's like, whoa. <laughs> right, right, oh, right. No. <laughs> right, right, right. I forgot that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's just. It is literally, and and I know people are going to yell at us because we don't have all the scenes in order or whatever because we saw it Friday night and we're killing ourselves laughing. <laughs> but if you have not seen The Room, oh, like I said, you don't have to see The Room to see the disaster artist from what I hear. Yeah. But if you've not seen The Room, you're doing yourself a great disservice. If you are any kind of aficionado of films and movies, mm -hmm. you're going to love this because, like we said, for its sheer just... Idiocy. It's brilliant. And I I mean, for the what's going on here portion of our podcast, yep. I have to go with your assessment. Tommy Wiseau and everyone included, the whole cast, are aliens. They really don't know much about human interactions <laughs> or anything. And then you decided to make a movie and try to take the planet over with the movie. I think they figured out. I think we could make a movie as iconic and as hilarious and terrible just by following that rule. Yes. I mean, that's the one common thread throughout the whole film is that whatever's going on with the character or the script, the one common thread is whatever the action yeah. of the character is, yeah. they assume that the actor who is doing the action has never experienced that action yes. and has no idea. Imagine you are a four-year-old who's been told to act that yes. you're an adult yes and like that's and not even so a precocious four-year-old 
A four-year-old that's been locked in a box but for four years. But that goes to everything. And it's like, also for the costumes and the set. Yes. And the everything. It's yes. like, imagine you don't know how this is supposed to work. Yes. And some, it's like you're first day on the job and you don't know what you're doing and no one's told you what to do. And you're just like, you don't want to say anything. So you just do it and hope that no one notices. Right. Like, uh, okay, I'll put this here then. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a roller coaster ride of laughter mm-hmm. and loss. And I don't mean loss like you're hurt, loss as in you don't know what the fuck's going on. That's that that's what this movie is. And I highly recommend it to go see it. If you have like two hours to waste, definitely use it on this. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my recommendation. But speaking of recommendations, my friend, let's do our due diligence and review the food and the drink, shall mm-hmm. we? Indeed. So we went to TPR restaurant pizzeria in Tenafly, New Jersey, and we had the mozzarella in Carrozza. In case people don't know what that is, it's pretty much a breaded uh, grilled cheese sandwich with mozzarella in it. Very good. That comes with sauce and the eggplant rollatini. And if you don't know what that is, then I don't know. You should go out more. Yeah. So what, what what's your grades on the food, my friend? Uh, I'm very happy with the food. I thought the I'd say I'd give it a four point two out of five. Okay. All right. Four point two. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I, I mean. It's one of those things, like, how do you screw up Italian food? But I've had Italian food that's, like, not very good. Mm-hmm. So, this, I've never had... If you've got Tommy Wiseau and said, Tommy, Tommy, make some <laughs> Italian food for us. Yeah, that would be something else completely. But, uh, yeah, I would go with the four point, uh, the 4.1 on the uh, TPR Restaurant Pizzeria. I thought it was uh, very nice. Um, and, of course, we've been having the garlic uh, 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 nuggets, which... I mean, come on, it's garlic and bread. How wrong do you do? With a little mm-hmm. tomato sauce to dip in. We're not including that in there, but it's great. It's good food. It's pretty good food. Yeah, it's nice. Um, and now, uh, Brooklyn Black Ops, 10.7%. What do you think, my friend? I thought this was a marvelous beer. This is a very, very, very good beer. I, I'd say 4.7 out of 5. I really like it. Wow, that's high grade. You know what? I... I I, I, I think I'd, I think I'm I'm gonna mirror your number at four point seven because this was really because mm-hmm. honestly you get this one bottle for yourself that's a night yeah without being getting sloppy that's just yeah. like a good nice relaxing night you're gonna have fun with that and it's easy to drink it doesn't feel heavy at no. all no. carbonation is low mm-hmm. you can you can sense the bourbon in it the vanilla. It's 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 just a bang up beer. Brooklyn, whoever whoever's in charge of making their stouts, yeah, good job, man. Because oh, this yeah. is like two stouts of theirs we had in a row, and they've both been fantastic. Oh yeah. So, well, there you go, folks. I think uh, I think that's us, and um, we still have the room, which we highly recommend you oh, see it. This is the best film we've seen. The best the worst film in and a it's long the worst time. Film we've seen. It's yes, it's. And I said this to you after the movie. I don't think I've laughed this hard in a movie since like Ace Ventura, mm. because it was it was just like non-stop laughter. This movie, <laughs> yeah. like it's unintentional humor, oh, yeah. but it's through the roof. Oh yeah, it's just through the roof. It's so disjointed, so just like <laughs> there's no continuity. There's like the editing is awful. It's <laughs> the acting is. 
After like every other scene, there is a shot of San Francisco. They keep going back to that B-roll of San Francisco. Yes. After every other scene. Yeah. And it completely destroys the pacing if there ever was any. Right. Right. There's the Golden <laughs> Gate. There's Alcatraz. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but it's there. And it's... the theme tune keeps coming back like it's fucking Batman. Like <laughs> yes. Daddy Elfman's Batman keeps going. Da 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 da. Keeps yes. coming in. I'm like, why do they keep playing the theme tune in the middle of the thing? It's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, folks. <laughs> so 25 in the books. Go see the room. Go visit TPR restaurant page three antenna fly, and definitely go buy yourself a Brooklyn Black Ops if you can, mm-hmm. because it's all get the stamp of approval from us. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, folks. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. See ya.